0: Time in the Saddle podcast with Chris Williamson Jr. and myself, Ryan O'Connor, uh, talking all things cycling as we approach uh, Tour de France. Uh, the uh, start of the Tour de France and, of course, the whole month for cyclists that enjoy cycling, whether it's mountain uh, or, or road uh, cycling. I think the world's eyes are focused on Tour de France. Chris, how's it? Good, Ryan. Good to be back. Let's talk Tour de France. Let's talk like the simple guide to Tour de France. What is the Tour de France?
1: Well, firstly, it's the biggest Grand tour in the world there's uh, three big ones, which is the Giro d'Italia, the Viralta Espana, and then the Tour de France. Um, but I think of all of them, Tour de France is always the most exciting one. It's a multi-stage event where teams participate for the overall win, which will go
0: to, obviously, a uh, individual cyclist within their team. Um, the, this means that, obviously, within teams, as much as this is an individual event for a cyclist to win it overall, teams need to work and rally around a given um, cyclist in, in terms of the various stages and how they prepare. So we know it, it takes place over a course of a couple of weeks. We know because it's got France in it that most of the journey takes place in France. However, they do visit other countries. Sometimes it starts at different countries. It started in the past in, uh, in the UK. It started in other various places. Uh, but most of the tour itself is based in France. That's right. So we've got a month of cycling. I spoke about, about there being teams. How And am I right in saying, because um, uh, we look at this, that every team has specialists in the team uh, for different stages of the Tour de France. So if I was a team owner, South Africa has Dougie Riders, as a team principal or a team owner uh, in Tour de France. They, of course, got Die Data and all the fabulous sponsors that have pushed so hard to put African cycling on the map. Um, so you'd have a team if you were a Dougie Rider and you were selecting a team, you'd put a team team together based on obviously what what, what the specific events were this being the Tour de France you'd need a team of how many cyclists There's eight in a team Eight in a team So you'd have eight uh, cyclists On the road And every one of those eight Would perform a function Within the team They wouldn't be there Just to cycle for them Themselves as it were You'd be placed in the team Knowing that you'd Fulfill a role So if you look at a soccer team Or a netball team Or uh, any team You'd have uh, various roles In the team A soccer team would have A goalkeeper, defenders Midfield and and, and, uh, center forwards Same in a cycling team You'd have somebody Who'd be up at the front Scoring the goals Goals would be obviously Stages every single day And then you'd have The support of a team behind uh, that cyclist so Doug would build a team like that
1: yeah that's right each team has got a a different objective some teams will be built around Stage wins So they're just going f- To win single stages And then certain teams Are built around The objective to win the tour So they've got a GC Which is a general Classification rider okay. Which the team will Basically help over the mountains And try and win the tour
0: So we look at uh, In the form of, of, of um, A data Because we're talking about them They've got a Cavendish In the team We know Cavendish is uh, The record holder In terms of the number of Stages won almost. almost Almost He's, he's, he's almost actually yeah,
1: He's actually going for he, that now He's gunning for, for that, it so, so they'd build that team Around stage wins For Mark Cavendish Yeah that's a, that was actually a weird thing, cause they've signed the new climber, the South African rider Louis Meints, but he's not going to the tour. Of course, they mainly focus on Cavendish. He's running out of time. He's getting old, and he's getting close to to breaking that record. So they purely built the team around him to get those stage ones and try to break that record. they we look at another team where we've got like a Chris
0: Froome in the team. We look at the Sky team, uh, where we kind of are looking at uh, a possible overall winner in the team. So they'd be gearing their there and planning their stages accordingly. That they'd have a. G- or general classification rider being Chris Froome in the team and that he'd have a support team. What do you call the support team around um, a Chris Froome that's there to kind of protect him? Because let's talk also, because I want to get to what what the yellow jersey means, what the polka dot jersey means, what all these jerseys mean, but also what it means to be, for example, a Chris Froome in a team like Sky, where he's cycling and he knows that around him uh, he needs support. He needs somebody to shelter him, protect him Mm -hmm. from obviously other cyclists trying to block him out and and keep him out of Um, um, uh, the general classification. He's going to have that team built around him. Who are those people around him?
1: Well, firstly, they're called the domestiques. So they their objective would be to look after him especially throughout the beginning of the tour where it's the flat stages the guys are jittery they, they, it's bumpy it's it's dangerous mm. so they want to get him to the mountains the big mountains is the main thing as, as uh, with as most energy as possible as safe as possible and then uh, to basically make his move so whether it's fetching bottles or if he gets a flat wheel they'll support him change the wheel if there's no support vehicle so they'll be all around him yeah. and um, they sacrifice themselves for they him. sacrifice completely I mean you'll see on the top mountains they they, they give everything if whether they finish half an hour behind the the leader it's just to support him as long as they can until they've got nothing left and then leaves him for the for the last bit to do to do as little as possible in a short t- uh, is, period of time. Is everybody around him domestic? So
0: would it be, for example, and we use Chris Froome because, uh, well, he's won it before, he's going for it again. He's been cleared now, as we all know. Uh, if you've been following the cycling world, he's been cleared of all the doping charges. The World cycling body has said, right, uh, we're clearing the charges. You're free to cycle, Tour de France, because um, there was a bit of speculation that mm-hmm. he might not do it. Is everybody else, all the other cyclists, just that, or would they say, right, you will have three domestiques to look after you or four. Uh, uh, but in this team, we've got a specialist uh, in terms of a stage winner uh, for, for, for the mountain section, for King of the Mountains or whatever. Would, would that come into play or, or, or all yeah. seven around him working for, I, for him basically? I,
1: I think with, with his team especially, he I mean none of those guys will compete for the, the King of the Mountains. If they do go for those points, it will be clearly because they whiff room over the mountain and they're there to grab the points but they'll never send a guy up the road. They don't have any sprinters. It's entirely based just around him to look after him, to keep or to stay with him and never send someone up the road and and you know, rather keep yeah. everybody together and help him. Then we have got other cyclists. I mean, then there's a whole lot I want to talk about the favourites before we get um,
0: obviously into that section of talking about the favourites because there are sprinters like Peter Sagans. There are guys that have come and that are household names in the Tour de France that yearly go out and for the for, for the sprint for that ultimate. I remember back in the day with Vinokurov was a phenomenal mm. sprinter. He'd leave it to the last little second. I think since been banned from the sport uh, due to do- doping. But just one of those uh, cyclists who'd leave it for the. You wouldn't want to be in the last hundred meters uh, up against a Vinny Kurov or, or even a Peter Sagan um, because you know that if he's with you in that final hundred meters you're going to have to have um, oh, yeah. Cavendish legs and you're going to have to go you're going to have to really see, seriously give it the, they're out for a stage win yeah. uh, and 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 they're there they're, 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 their domestics will push them and keep their legs fresh as much as they can so that they're saved for that last couple of hundred meters so they can uh, give it all for that for that sprint but before we get there and talk about some of the favorites whether it's stage or overall in the GC let's talk about the jerseys. so how does does the jersey system work? How many different jerseys are there in the Tour de France? And by jerseys, by the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the overall leaders of various categories get to wear a specific colored jersey.
1: That's right. Firstly, they've got the, the sprinters jersey which works on, on points. Um, they've got intermediate sprints in between or in one stage they've got maybe two intermediate sprints where you can pick up a small amount of points. And then, of course, the the last sprint for the finish is, is a bit more points which yeah. you ideally want to get um, so, that's classified for the green jersey, which is the points, or the, they call it the sprinters jersey. Okay. Um, then you've got the uh, king of the mountains jersey, which is also called the polkadot dot jersey. Yes. It works on the same basis. Uh, it's just points on top of the climbs. So, the steeper the climb, the longer the climb, uh, they call it like categories. So, if it's out of category, it means it's a, it's a really tough climb. Jeez. You get the most points. Yeah. So, and that way you get the king of the mountains jersey. And then uh, you've got a young rider jersey, which is under 25, I think, if I'm not wrong, um, which is a white jersey. So the best under 25 rider wears that jersey and then of course the yellow jersey which which is the leader of the tour on time so the the white jersey also works on time and the the yellow jersey as well If you're
0: watching this and you're watching it for the first time or the tenth time uh, they will always tell you where the yellow jersey is in the pack and you look out for the maillot jaune which is French for yellow jersey Uh, A lot of the time you're watching You're you're watching and you see it comes up and says the maillot jaune, where the maillot jaune is and you're kind of wondering where the the maillot jaune is compared to the peloton or the peloton de maillot jaune What is the peloton when you're watching TV and it's is the peloton RX? Sometimes there'll be a breakaway. There'll be two, three cyclists, and then there's normally a timing gap. And it says peloton. Peloton being where uh, the the, the, the g- majority
1: of the group, right? Yeah,
0: that that's the peloton. That's the peloton. Yeah. The majority of the front group. Yeah, and whoever breaks away, whether it's uh, uh, two or three or four cyclists, they'd be the leaders. And then the peloton would be X amount of minutes or seconds behind them.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: Right, so we've got the jerseys covered. We've got what the various things on the TV mean, whether it's the Mayo Jaune. And the commentators often talk about it, They don't often call it the yellow jersey. They will say uh, the, the Mayo Jaune of uh, Chris Froome. And you know that they're referring to, obviously, the yellow jersey. We're seeing a lot of cyclists come into this event now after a weekend or periods where they've been competing internationally. We've spoken uh, on this podcast before about the cyclists competing for, for their national colors. This will be an opportunity, and the first opportunity opportunity of many uh, for the various road cyclists within the teams to wear their national colors Um, how, how is this shown how do you know who the national riders are various various countries
1: well, that's always a, a big thing for for a rider to win to to head into the Tour de France with your national jersey. Firstly, I mean you, the publicity is unbelievable. I mean the f- camera focus on you. Can imagine a rider if they head into Belgium in the Tour de France and you've got the the Belgium national jersey, the cameras all over you. So it's a big thing to mm-hmm. to wear your national um, jersey. And the nice thing is also the teams kick you out. So if you've got the Belgium flag jersey, you've got the your bike is in Belgium colours, your helmet. Yeah. So it's a whole cool colour coding thing. Um, and it 's a big thing for for marketing for those teams to be yeah. riding or having a national champion in in the twitter France team the camera you know it's it 's all a marketing thing as well
0: i 've actually seen a uh Twitter France Jan Ulrich. Uh, German, uh, uh, his German national colours that he raced in the team colours in your store. It's actually framed and signed with yeah. uh, the German national. He's German national team uh, colours. It's 1997, on, I think. Yeah, yeah, on one of the tops, which is quite a, yeah, it's yeah. quite a, quite a big thing to get. All right, so we can uh, compete, we battle it out over these various stages. Does the route always stay the same?
1: No, they change it every year. So it's always exciting to see, you know, this year, which big mounders. Are they doing yeah. the Alpe to Haze or are yeah, doing yeah. Von Morn too. So it's always, they, they shuffle it around to make it exciting or to change it uh, overall. Um, so, yeah, know it's always, always changing every year.
0: And then, uh, of course, for those people that uh, go over, a lot of people always say they want to put it on their bucket list. I believe, I haven't been before, and I'd like to put it on my bucket list to go and do and watch the Tour de France, but it's quite something to be on on the roadside. People camp over for days um, to watch cyclists. And literally, if you've watched any cycling event before as a spectator, um, when you're watching professional cyclists go by, it's in the blink of an eye, really. Uh, The one second you're there, there's a bit of a parade and a hoo-ha beforehand. Um, uh, There are various vehicles that come through. Normally, there's a procession. that uh, that for certainly for the beginning and the end of various stages you'll see some of the procession um and that's it wham 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 within seconds the 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 cyclists go past you
1: yeah listen it's definitely on my bucket list as well especially i think if you if you do want to go watch it's ideal to go stand in one of the big mountains because they come past a bit slower you Mm. can see them suffering you know instead of standing on a flat stage and they come past you at 60 kilometers an hour Mm. so um it's definitely something i would love to go watch Let's talk a little bit about, um, so what happens in these these
0: groups? Uh, you know, you often see if you're watching the TV, uh, you'll see if they if they need to get a, uh, they'll have a team car. How many team cars are they allowed per team to follow them on the route? I think they've got three team
1: cars. Normally, it's it's they're lined up according to where your rider's lying in the right. tour. So if your rider's got the yellow jersey, your team car will be the first car after the commissary or the referee. Yeah. Um, then you've got all um Basically, eighteen team cars, and then you've got the rest of your team cars at the back, just in case there's a breakaway or a group heading off in front. That one of your team cars can go to the front and, and basically look after him, and the others look after the riders in the peloton. Right. So they're allowed
0: to stop. They're allowed to stop and assist the cyclist on the side of the road. Uh, you have seen it in the past, and it's not really allowed. But uh, cyclists aren't allowed to use the vehicles at all uh, to catch up with the with the peloton once they've they've dropped off the back of it.
1: You know, these guys they're professional. They yeah. they're not gonna get dropped on a flat road if sure. if it's not, you know, yeah, the yeah, heat yeah. is on. So yes. to to punch it and, and get back with a the car, they they would have been there anyway. Yeah. So it's a bit uh, yeah, you know, yeah, just to just to get them back to where get them back and save a bit of energy. especially if it's a, if it's in the last three kilometers, then you know it's it's stuff Like you can't hang on or pull the guy back then. But uh, in the last three kilometers, it doesn't even matter. Of course, you get the same time like the peloton if something happens. Lots been said about the sport in terms of and we've heard. Uh, even if you're
0: not a cyclist, you've heard the Armstrong story. You've heard about doping in massive events like Tour de France. Uh, and every year we hear that um, the World Cycling Body is getting stricter at doping measures, etc. Um, are we still finding that the case as we're coming into towards an? on the Tour de France or hearing a lot in the media about uh, stringent measures that are in place to help control doping in the Tour de France or you rather know, prevent
1: doping my, in my honest opinion I think the guys has got their knives out for the cyclist or in the cycling community I think there's a lot of other sports which which or it's also being done Yeah. Um, but it's it's I think it's a lot better than previous years mm. I think uh, maybe they learned their lesson throughout the years and I feel it's a lot cleaner so, um, but I mean, that's a, that's a different discussion. It's something yeah. I don't want to get involved yeah. with. So it's very complex. Yeah, it's, you know, very, it's very complex. So, if you don't know exactly 100% what you're speaking about, yeah. rather just to keep quiet yeah. instead of. You know, it's
0: there like yeah. every other sport. Exactly. It's
1: uh, there.
0: Uh, they do their best to try and stamp it out, but uh, unfortunately, it, it is there. And as long as people uh, are spending money on controlling it, people are spending money on trying to find ways to break that control in place. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's there. And uh, it, it's in every sport. So, let's now talk quickly about uh, what teams to look out for. Uh, what are we? Who are we looking at in terms of team favourites? Uh, if I had to say, uh, tell me some of the big teams. If I heard names, uh, I remember back in the day we'd have Agri Two R. We'd have teams like the Quick Step uh, or the Mapai team. Remember those Mapai? Mapai. Yeah. Uh, these were teams that were in uh, you know household names in terms of cycling a good 15-20 years ago. Team Motorola team. Um, they're all gone now. They've been replaced by the likes of a locally dimensioned data. We've got the Sky team. We've got BMC uh, BMC uh, Some of the other big teams
1: uh, Astana Is mm. a big team So I think If it if it comes to the Agri 2R Are still there um, Aren't they n- No they're not It's now called uh, a- AGI Mondial Or something Okay Alright um, so the big teams, I think, would be, of course, Team Sky, hmm. Team BMC, which, which the contract actually finished this year. So it's also another thing to speak about. Um, then it's uh, Movistar, which is also some of the big contenders in there. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the giant team, uh, which is Tom Dumoulin, who oh. won the, the Giro last year and was one of the competitors this year again so there's some, some big teams and some big favourites my my all time favourite I mean would definitely be Peter Sagan yeah. that guy's just unbelievable I love Peter he's Sagan unbelievable.
0: he's 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 a veteran now of Tour de I mean he's just uh, he's not that old he's been in so many of them and he's been he, he's one of those all out cyclists he gives it his all he's always out there uh, puts his heart in his sleeve and he, he just cycles he's, a, he's
1: such a crowd oh. pleaser He's I mean to win to win the, the world champion jersey is unbelievable you need to be really yeah. really good yeah to win it twice I mean <laughs> that's, that's almost unheard of yeah. to win it three times and not only three times three times in a row that is that is just yeah that's it's it's monster
0: Ladies and gents, we're talking about the 105th edition of the Tour de France as it takes place uh, from the very start this coming weekend. Um, you heard Chris talk about some of the big names. Uh, we've had, and we've got the big ones coming back, the Holy Grail of Cycling. We've got Nairo Contano, uh, Vincenzo Nibali. We've got uh, Tom Dumoulin, as you mentioned. Uh, Adam Yates, another title defender. Chris Froome uh, who will be out there for, uh, battling for these yellow jerseys. These are the big names to look out for. Am I missing anybody?
1: Richie Porte. Yeah. That, oh, you mentioned yeah, Richie Porte. I Port. think he's, uh, he's, he's one of the riders. Romain Bordeaux. As well. Richie Porte is actually one of my, Bonnet, one of my favorites for the climbs. He always has such bad luck. I mean, crashes yeah. and stuff. But I think he's going to be a big contender. Uh, The route and
0: stages are all available, uh, by the way, all online. You can go and have a look at it daily. In South Africa, we're fortunate to get the entire Tour de France broadcast live. I think it is just spectacular, and I love watching, especially when they come off uh, out of the flats uh, or or out of the flats into the mountains, the little villages along the route. It's just spectacular. Great commentary, uh, and we certainly look forward to a massive month of Tour de France. Um, Quickly, prediction. I'm going to go, I'm going to put my money, and I'm going to say, I'm going to go and put my money on um, Quintana.
1: Yes, yeah, I, think, I think Froome's got a really strong team that's going to count in his favour. But um, I'm a Richie Port guy. My money's in.
0: All right, Richie Port, I'm going Nairo Quintana, and the rest of the world are going Chris Froome. We'll see how it pans out this coming weekend. What's happening locally in the cycling front?
1: So we've got on Saturday, we've got the bike packing overnight in Mapumalanga. Then we've got the Graham, Grahamstown to Sea in the Eastern Cape. We've got uh, another one of the Nissan Trail Seekers in the Western Cape. Mugabeau. Also awesome trails on that side. And then uh, we've got the Vitklip Mountain Bike Winter Classic up in Gauteng. So there's uh, quite a bit of racing up for this weekend.
0: Nice. Weather-wise, Cape Town is looking spectacular. We haven't had such a clear weekend in a long time. You're looking at about 22, 23 degrees Saturday and Sunday. It starts really chilly, so you might want to wear an extra uh, layer uh, once you get out there. Something light that you can pack away once you've uh, uh, once it heats up throughout the day. I'm afraid, you have Johannesburg. In the past, you've had spectacular weekend weather. You're heading towards partly cloudy conditions with scattered showers Saturday and Sunday with a high of just 14. Uh, Your base is off a four degree start on both mornings. So it's really chilly up in Johannesburg. Uh, Other than that, there's no bad weather. There's only, you know, bad cyclists. So don't be a bad cyclist. Get out there. Enjoy it. Be friendly. uh, Enjoy the space with motorists. And we'll catch you again with another uh, round of time in the saddle next week. Chris, thank you so much.